Yes, Lord, this is our confession and we join with angels and saints above as we declare the holiness and worthiness of our God. Lord, just as we sung, let us do it like the first time. But with even a greater depth of relationship that we have now, Lord. Remove everything inside of us that hinders radical love to Jesus. Remove everything inside that hinders radical love for others. Lord, we cry out for an anointing to walk in the first and second commandment. We cry out for an anointing to walk in the first and second commandment. You said you would remove the hardness of our heart, Lord. Lord, if there's anywhere our hearts have grown hard, I just pray right now. Remove that callous in Jesus' name. We need you to remove the callous. We need you, God. Sometimes we succumb to the cares of this life, to the deceitfulness of riches, to the desire for other things. We need you to remove the callous, Lord. We need you to remove the callous, God. Soften our hearts like you did for the first time, Lord. Soften our hearts like you did for the first time and keep them soft, Lord. We're just going to close with this prayer. If there's any, if you just want to lift your hand to the Lord and ask him to remove the callous. This is that gift of weeping he gives us sometimes. This is why we remain in the Word. The Word and the Spirit continually remove the callous from my heart. The Lord shows up with the gift of tears and I'm, I'm fresh again. My heart is tender again. Lord, call us back to our first love and remove any callous from our heart, Lord. Even as we Get ready to hear from Ray and this precious testimony from Ukraine. Lord, remove the callous from our heart. As we hear testimony from a sent one, Lord, we say, here we are, Lord. Nothing's too sacred to lay down. Nothing's too hard for you. Lord, I just ask you for a multiplication of faith a multiplication of faith. Remove the callous from our heart, that thing that says, oh, that's too big for God. Nothing's impossible for you. Nothing's impossible for you. Remove the callous from our heart, Lord. Remove the hardness from our heart, God. Nothing's impossible for you. Nothing's too hard for you. Faith that moves mountains. Remove the callous from our heart, God. 
to believe for the extravagant again, to believe like we believed for the first time. Thank you, Lord. We bless you in this house. We thank you for all that you're doing. We love you, God. Well, we could just go on and on and on, but that was precious. Wow, thank you, Lord. So why don't we do this? We're going to hear from Pastor Ray. And just before we do, if you're near someone around you and you can just give them a hug and tell them they are loved by God and loved by you. <laughs> and just show love to someone for a minute if you, if you want to, if you're not in that deep place with the Lord. Well, I was praying that I would stop weeping. Thanks a lot, Marcus. That's right. <laughs> I've been weeping and weeping and weeping. Thank you. Lord. So, we have plenty of Kleenex. <laughs> Weep away. So, it's good to be back. Um, I think I've been back about a week. And I'm not really sure about that, but um, first of all, this all started with a fast. So we're about to start another fast this first week in June. So I'm warning you, these fasts are powerful, they have impact, and you might not be aware of where you might end up. So, it started with a fast in March. Um, and Mike, Pastor Mike, had been saying that we were going to be receiving new assignments. Well, went on and on and on, and I went up to him. I said, I didn't get a new assignment. <laughs> Lo and behold, I got a new assignment. And it was to go to Ukraine to Ukraine, and I, um, I, apply, I did the training, and I applied. By mid-April, I was accepted. By May 4th, I landed in Ukraine. So I got accepted on the 17th of April. That Monday, I sat out on my deck, and I I put together a letter for financing. I had zero to go. I just said yes. I finished my letter. I got a text, like within two minutes of full financing. So there's, n there's nothing impossible for God. All he says is say yes. He says uh, whom shall I send and who will go? We say, ah, here I am, Lord, send me. And that's where it starts. I've learned a couple of things these last few weeks. And I'll probably require more Kleenex. Um, where's Luna? Is she going to? 
Luna had some pictures. Yeah, you can start some of them. Um, I have a few pictures from Ukraine. This was our first night landing. This is where we were deployed to. This is different than a mission trip. This is a deployment into a crisis. And um, we were a team of about 11. And we did worship out on this river that goes through the middle of Kiev. It took us four days to get there by plane and lots of van rides and going through borders. And we had to stay uh, in another city in Ukraine before we got there. But one of the things I learned was we don't know why. We care for you. We see you. And we hear you. And Jesus cares for you. I only learned a little bit of Ukrainian. They have a whole different alphabet with whole different phonetic sounds. But this is what I learned. Privet, hello. The other thing I learned was Isus, Lubet, Tebe. Jesus loves you. That's all I learned. That's all I needed. Because the Holy Spirit took over. He was the translator. I downloaded like a good little girl my Google Translate. And it did not work. I tried and tried and tried. Finally, I resorted to And that works. Their reaction to me was a surprise. There was nothing ever political. They said, aren't you afraid? And they were serious. Look at me straight in the eye. Aren't you afraid? And why are you here? Because we care. And that, that spoke volumes to people. It broke down barriers. This is a woman who was born with a birth defect, and we got to pray for her two weeks in a row, and I think there's teams there that are still praying for her. You see her smiling and moving her mouth. The week before, she was down like this and couldn't move her head up, and her head was up. This is what some of the people have lived through. These are their homes. Um, the trauma and the loss are pervasive. But the thing about the Ukrainian people is they're strong and they're giving this family right here 
managed to stay in their home and the whole roof of their home was gone. The whole part of the back of their house was gone. It was obliterated. They lived through that. They showed me their new roof. They showed me they had planted a garden. They showed me they had a whole back of their house redone. I'm thinking of Boulder and the fires up there. That's still leveled. These people are after it. They're rebuilding. As soon as they can get their hands on material, they're rebuilding. Now this is a car that was trying to escape. I have no idea what happened to the, the people inside, but they were trying to get to the border. This is a Ukrainian tank and a memorial to the soldier that was in there. This is the man whose part of his home was blown off. He, he had migraines from the blast. And we prayed for him, and he, he got better. God is good. Now, this is the food bank that we helped out with. It's a YWAM base. And our team of 11 could get 400 bags of food by noon. And that included milk and rice and flour and cereal and even cookies and crackers. We had these wreaths here, and we were crowning the women, telling them that they were a precious daughter of the Most High God, and that God saw them as beautiful and strong. I don't know how much of that translated, but look at there. Very receptive. Now, this is a ba, ba, bazooska. bazooska. I can't say. Babushka. Um, sorry. Now, there's a whole babushka network in Ukraine. This is one of the most powerful networks you'll find. These are some babushkas alongside the road selling their potatoes. We prayed for this woman. I believe she had arthritis. She got better. I, you know what? Everybody we prayed for got better. We got thumbs up. We got praising God. Okay, now the lady with the sunglasses, let me tell you about her. She was the mayor of a, a small village And they got, they got bombed. And she took 36 people into her cellar. And they were trapped there. They got bombed, and there was literally no way out. All they had were what she had managed to put in her cellar as far as food and water. 
They stayed there for 30 days, and they prayed, and they prayed, and they prayed. And, the, and something shook loose, and there was light. And they, they clawed their way out of that cellar. They were still under bombardment. And she continued to go out at night undercover and get water and food for the people in her cellar. They did that for over 30 days. She kept them alive and safe. And she's, she was the hero. Everyone wanted us to meet the hero of this village. And there were a lot of heroes just like her. And she, she was amazing. She was very humble and very friendly. There I am at the food bank. I don't know. Um, so dealing with a lot of, there we are. We are, we are forced to be reckoned with. We would get supplies in and by the pallet, get them off, organize, and start filling these bags. So a couple of scriptures um, that God gave me in particular, especially I think it was a hard time. And he gave me a, he gave me a strategy and... I think it's probably a strategy um, I'll go forward with, and um, I'll gladly lend it to you. It's from Philippians 4.8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, Whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. He had me keep my head above the trauma. He had me keep my head above the sorrow and the grief and the loss that people, that I was surrounded with, that I was swimming in. He had me keep my my mind on these noble things, on these higher things. He also went and took it down to uh, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And in my notes I have, when human strength ends, which happened to me quite frequently, that's when the power of God excels. So that sort of looks like a normal picture, but it's not. Um, that's one of our teammates and a babushka. Some of my pictures, are I didn't put them together very well. Um, Uh, okay, the armor of God, 
We as a team put the armor of God on every day, which is Jesus, right? But we also learn to, underneath our armor, we would specifically put on the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit as in unison with our armor. And it was a really, that was another good strategy I came away with. We put on the fruit of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit that are already within us, and then we go out in our armor. Prepares us for anything. This is the team shot with, uh, we ministered to um, a veteran's home. Uh, and we took, now this, I don't know if you've seen some of the camouflage that they use there in Ukraine, but this used to be a hair salon. And they are now putting camo nets together. There was a man in the corner making strips of fabric. And the, and the hairstylists are there putting camo together. This was at an apartment building, what was left of it. And those are all bags of food and hygiene. We, they're looking up, one of us, that, this guy um, here is, um, we're preaching the gospel out of the back end of that truck. is a cat. And he was at a bombed out building. And I think he was looking for his owner. All those places right there are burned out and bombed out. And he was still there faithfully waiting for his owner. Um, that doesn't have anything to do with that. But that bombed out building, that's where I took that picture of the little kids' toys. On one part of it, it was just an inferno. It was burnt white. This is a babuska alongside the road who had some sort of inflammation or some sort of swelling in her legs. And we prayed for her. Another thumbs up. One, one or two pictures I'm waiting to come through. This was at an apartment building. It was hard to get supplies, people welcomed, um, food, and many times we were just handing out bread. Now, the team that was praying uh, for us uh, Crisis Response International. Um, they prayed and they, they started hearing about the gates. And lo and behold, there are some ancient gates, the Golden Gates in Kiev. Um, and I'll, if I turn around at the right time, I'll point it out to you. 
but in Psalm 24, if you'll turn there with me. Um, second so their prayer when they were putting these teams together is what is our response to the crisis and and they they got Psalm 24 um, about the gates in verse 7. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates, lift up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. So that was part of our prayer. And, okay, these are the ancient gates, the golden gates. Uh, I only had a little bit of time to visit there. But um, this is, um, there's a church built there. Um, in dedication to Saint Sophia and her daughters, Faith, Hope, and Agape. So they were first-century Christians, and they were martyred there. This is the church, and the doors are there below. So, like I said, they were martyred there. They were believers. They loved Jesus. So um, the king, uh, they were brought before the king, and the king wanted nothing to do with this Jesus. So he took uh, Faith, who was 12 years old, and um, he tortured her, and he beheaded her for Jesus. Sophia encouraged her to see Jesus before her through the torture and through it all. Then came her, her next daughter, youngest daughter, Hope, who was 10 years old. And the king put her in a furnace. She would not succumb in the furnace. The furnace was actually extinguished by her fiery love for Jesus. She was beheaded. And then came the nine-year-old agape, which we all know means love. She was also put in the furnace and they say an angel rescued her. But she was finally beheaded. All the time, Sophia, the mother, encouraged her children 
to see Jesus, to continue to love Jesus and stand for Jesus. Sophia buried each one of her girls. And after Agape went to be with the Lord, they say as she was grieving over their graves, she also went home to be with the Lord. So we stood at the gates and we prayed for the love of God, for faith to overcome the things that were happening there in Kyiv and Ukraine, and for hope to sustain them. The other scripture that the Lord gave me is in Colossians 3. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above, for that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with the heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. So again, he was just telling me to keep my thoughts on him and the higher realms. And I think that's so appropriate for everything that we're dealing with right now. There's so much tension. There's so much division. And we just had a horrific school shooting. But we can keep our mind, our hearts on Jesus and the higher things. That is a church I went to. Oh, this is a bombed out building um, near where that little cat was. There was also a dog waiting there. Um, but we went to a church that was up about 40 flights of outdoor stairs. Talk about high and lifted up. But it was in a gym. Now, I tried to get the picture of the boxing ring. So there was a boxing ring, and then we had the Israeli flag, we had the Amer uh, Ukraine flag, and we were worshiping. It was just interesting uh, to be worshiping and praising God in this, this gym, this, this boxing arena. God can use it all, can't he? So those of you who know me know I'm a beach girl. And there I am in the middle of all this destruction and hardship. And our base is on a river. And he gave me a beach. Now this is... This is that bombed out building that had the little toddler's toys. That was somebody's sofa over there in the corner. And you can see where it's just burnt white. 
And then you look down the hallway and there's kids' toys. It was hard. And you wondered what happened to everybody. This is a babushka out in the middle of nowhere. She was in her 90s. And a walker, yet she goes out on her knees and plants her garden. So we took her a bag of food like that. And she insisted on giving me a package of crackers and a few chocolates. She had nothing. And she gave me everything she had. So I ate the chocolates, but I brought the crackers home, and I won't let anybody touch them. They're my most prized possession I brought home from Ukraine. Now, this is a homemade meal that we were not expecting. We had been out in this village that was remote, and we handed out food. And we, we visited and we prayed for people and we talked about Jesus. And this is, is part of the family that we ministered to and they, they wanted to ride with us. They rode with us all through the village. They wanted to show us all the highlights. It was time for us to go. They took us to their house. And their parents have prepared that meal. Let me tell you, they had nothing, nothing. And they gave us borscht. I lived on borscht. This is another view of the gate. Um, but they prepared that meal. They gave us the best of everything they had. And I don't even know. Was that their last meal for the month? Was that everything they had? So um, it was delicious. I, ha I, I have a thing for borscht now. Uh, and uh, they had homemade sausage or, or um, salami. They had homemade sour cream to put in the borscht. They had we're toasting with tomato juice. Ugh, that's the only thing. Ugh, to the tomato juice. It was like half salt, half tomato juice, and I like salt, but uh, uh, I'm grateful. They gave us everything they had. But we weren't expecting that. That was, that's just the generosity of the Ukrainian people. Um, very giving, very strong, very courageous, and I'm very humbled by this whole experience. I have a new definition of gratitude. I am so grateful. I'm grateful for the people around me. that you have a home, that you have food to go home to, 
that you're loved. I'm grateful for that. Um, I have new guns from packing around 50-pound bags. You saw some of them there. Don't mess with me. But some of those bags uh, were medical equipment. Um, one particular day, we had uh, a special privilege. We drove around, drove around, drove around. We went through some gates, and then we ended up in a courtyard. In that courtyard, we found ourselves surrounded by military. We had just been led into probably a, a very secretive, military base. And this is what's interesting. We met the commander. The commander was a justice on their Supreme Court. We met a three-star general, which was a politician. He was in parliament. We met a captain who was Slinsky's, President Slinsky's personal attorney. And I, 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 didn't, I edited out those pictures uh, for their own safety. But I, I came away thinking, would any of our Supreme Court justices get their military garb on and go to battle? Or any of our congressmen? Ooh. Ouch. So now these, these kiddos there are playing um, checkpoint. We had to go through many checkpoints. There's lots of tires and ins and outs and blocks that they've made on all the roads. You can't go anywhere without having to swerve and go in and out. And those little boys were playing checkpoint. And so we had to go through their checkpoint. Obviously, we were approved. But it, I thought it was sad that they had their, their guns and their checkpoints, and that was the new game. Um, I'm going to switch over to Psalm 103. Psalm 103, 14. Um, uh, I'm going to go over to Psalm, I'm, I'm sorry, 103, 20 through 21. So bless the Lord, all his messengers of power, for you are his mighty heroes who listen intently 
to the voice of his word to do it. Bless and praise the Lord, you mighty warriors, ministers who serve him well and fulfill his desires. I will bless and praise the Lord with my whole heart. Let all his works throughout the earth, wherever his dominion stretches, let everything bless the Lord. That was something I prayed in that land, in that vicinity. I exalted him there in that place that he would rule and reign, that his love, his hope, and his faith would saturate that place. I prayed for the Russians. There was nobody off limits. I was looking for a Russian, but I never found one. But I would have prayed for him or her. Um, You know, the thing that the Lord asked me to do was, will you show me to them? And, And I hope I fulfilled that. I hope I showed them Jesus. I know I found Jesus in the faces that looked back at me. I was taken to a battle line in Mucha. Mucha um, is where a lot of atrocities um, took place. On one, on one side were the residents, the Ukrainian residents. On the other side were the Russians. And you could see where the tanks had gone through and just mowed everything down. They took over um, a heart rehab center and destroyed it. It was riddled with bullets. They had taken the tank up the stairs. It was horrific. And you could see where the tanks had fired their artillery into the apartment buildings across the street. And here is this lady I don't she's in one of these pictures. Luda, and she's sweeping up and sweeping up, and it's like, I wouldn't even know where to start, and this lady's got a broom and a, and a dustpan, and is starting the hard task of rebuilding, but, um, you know, um, that was the hospital, and it's riddled with bullets, and they destroyed it. That's the front steps where part of the tank went up. I mean, you can see that the architecture is old and beautiful. And maybe Luda will show up here. There she is. She was my hero. Amazing. So, you know, um, tonight I'd like to end with prayer. Uh, can we divide up into groups of three or four? And there's two things. I'd like to pray for the peace of Ukraine. And the other thing is, a lot of you know that our son uh, was shot to death. And so when I hear of 
school shootings. Yeah. Man. Uh, let's pray for yeah. those families and that community. Amen. Wow. Thank you, Ray. One, thank you for your obedience. Two, thank you for sharing with us. I know when you do things like this, there's just so much you can't even like put into words. But, but I just, I'm so proud of um, just that statement. You would, you would stand in front of people and just tell them, Jesus loves you. Like that phrase in a moment of crisis, that's all the Holy Spirit needs. He just needs someone to witness to the love of Jesus. And he goes, oh, I can work with that. And I can grow that seed inside of their heart. And as I was listening to you, I was like, how many seeds did you get to plant that are just going to grow as the Holy Spirit waters them over time? So praise God. So let's stretch out our hand before we, we're going to break up into groups and pray for those two things. Um, but let's first stretch out our hand and, and pray for Ray. Jim, why don't, do you mind coming up here? Yeah. This is Ray's awesome husband, Jim. And he, he was, he's a, he's a man of faith <laughs> to send his wife to a war zone. I don't think I've ever had Rachel say, hey, can I go to a war zone? So, so Lord, we just, we thank you for this couple. We thank you for their um, so many years of devotion. Lord, we thank you that this is a couple you, you uh, sovereignly brought into your kingdom by your power and by your wisdom and by your might. And they have set themselves apart to make you known to others. Lord, we, we just bless their devotion to you. We bless their extravagant um, pouring out of their lives before you, Lord. Lord, we bless the next assignment that you're going to place on this couple. We bless the next uh, radical thing that you're going to tell them to do. Um, Lord, we pray that you would strengthen them right now. We pray that you would uh, fill them with your spirit. Lord, where there is any health needs that need to be healed from, Lord, we ask that you would stretch out your hand and touch their bodies. We pray that you would um, give them that grace to set their minds on Jesus, just that beautiful testimony. Lord, we want to think on those things that are worthy. We want to set our minds on Jesus Christ. And we thank you for those beautiful scriptures, the, that beautiful example. This is what we need to do right now. Lord, we, we do lift up the nation of Ukraine. We lift up every Ukrainian soldier. We lift up every Russian soldier. Lord, we just say, make your name known. There is coming a day, Isaiah 2 says, that you will descend, you will rule upon your throne, and you will decide disputes for nations, and you will command them to beat their swords into plowshares, and they will not learn more anymore, and they will all walk in the light of God. Lord, we say, let that be manifested in Ukraine now. Would you speak from your throne? Would you let the law go forth from Zion? Would you let the decree be made? And would you put it in the heart of Russian diplomats, of Russian leaders to stop this war? Would you change their heart right now? Would you change their heart 
right now. Their heart is in your hand like water, and you can direct it. So, Lord, we ask you to change their heart, and we speak peace over this land. Lord, and, and while war continues, we say just reveal yourself in extravagant ways. Ray said those people that were trapped, and when something shifted and light broke through, she said the testimony of that lady was Jesus broke through. Jesus shined through. They gave glory to Jesus. Lord, we say every prayer that is prayed in this war zone, would you answer it speedily in Jesus' name? Would you answer it and would you make yourself known? And God, we do lift up this school shooting in Texas. And we ask, Lord, that you would comfort. We ask that you would, um, that you would surround, that you would undergird. We ask that you would reveal yourself, Lord. We ask, God, that you would uphold that community and pour out your spirit on that community in Jesus' name. And we ask you for protection, God, in the name of Jesus from unreasonable and wicked men. For not all have faith, but you are the God that is faithful. And you can direct every man's heart to the love of God and to the endurance of Christ. So we say, direct that community's heart to the love of God of God and the endurance of Christ. In Jesus' name we pray.